Well, welcome back to another episode of Functional Pharmacy Radio. This is Rob Kress, your host, Functional Pharmacist. And today's title is Common FAQs About CBD. So I've created a bunch of continuing education programs, a few, on CBD, cannabidiol, and the endocannabinoid system, uh, as well as I've got actually got a master class up. Uh, if you want to become the obvious expert in it, you can go over to functionalpharmacy.com and you'll see it right there. It'll ask about being a cannabis clinician if you want to, highly suggest it. And what I wanted to do today was cover just some common questions for people, whether you're just getting into CBD or it's something that you've been into. These things that you're going to hear from your customers, from patients, things that I hear from them, things that I hear from other pharmacists and practitioners, and kind of all the like. So I figured I just wrote wrote a few down, the common ones to kind of step off with, and we'll go from there. So the first one is, is there THC in CBD products? So the answer is yes, no, and maybe. And be careful. So um, CBD is from hemp. Okay, And with the Farm Bill last December 2018, uh, through the agricultural industry, they legalized, which also took it off the Controlled Substance Act, um, the hemp with a THC level of 0.3% or less. So it's for interstate commerce and mostly on the industrial. So the USDA basically said, all right. So the FDA has it for medicinal use. Now, the FDA has been doing nothing on it. It hasn't really created a, um, a policy of enforcement, nor has it really classified it, which has created a lot of confusion in the whole landscape from manufacturers to practitioners to retailers to states. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, some states have stepped up. I guess I could say stepped up. And they have created their own rules and regulations and laws based around CBD, but the feds still have not. And we always know that the feds have an overriding lawful base upon it. So is there THC? So a regular hemp should have 0.3% or less. So yes, correct. Now there are CBD products that are promoted as THC free. Some of those products actually still have THC in them. There's been a plethora of studies done, you know, taking random samples, it says THC free and they still find THC in it. Um, There are some that don't and you can see their certificate of of analysis. Now those can be faked, but from even reputable companies will have THC free and show that there's no measurable THC. Some of these will extract it out. Other ones will use a pure CBD isolate. So they isolate the CBD itself. So it's going to be free of THC. So that would lead to the next question. Will it get you high? No, there's not a a psychotropic effect to it. It won't get you high. Um, And that being said, the next question will often lead to, would someone test positive if there's THC in there? And the answer is probably not, but it's possible. And I would, if your job depended on uh, passing a test where you showed no THC on a drug test, then don't take it. Even if it's a, va- a you know, a verifiable company, a, a, a reputable company that has the C of A that tests it properly, properly that shows that there's no THC, why chance it? Um, you know, I it, what comes to mind is one company I utilize, which is Pure Encapsulations. They have a hemp fezzy sort. Their C of A, and it's third-party tested analysis, its quality, and it's per batch 
shows no THC, but even they will say, don't take it. It's not, you know, why play with that? There's other alternatives. So next question would be, should we go full spectrum or isolate? Because, you know, I did allude to some THC-free products use isolate, and that's actually a lot of animal products. They'll use the isolate because THC can be toxic to dogs. So they're not going to use a full spectrum that'll have the THC to it, even if it's 0.3% or less. So they'll use an isolate. So it will be THC-free. Overall, I for at least human consumption, I definitely see the ba- the benefits of a full spectrum. Full spectrum is essentially everything that comes from the cannabis. Now, cannabis could be marijuana, or cannabis could be hemp. Um, but within the CBD, the cannabis from it, within the hemp, I should say, you aside in addition to the CBD, you've got terpenes, you've got fatty acids, uh, you've got sterols, you've got a plethora. It's called the hemptourage effect, kind of like entourage. So it's this multi-supportive kind of synergistic effect that comes with its own benefits. And the world of terpenes, I mean, that's taken off. The research is very intriguing on that right now. You know, we've got terpenes like caryophyllin and myrcene. And, you know, terpenes, when you think about that, they're like, they're the smell and natural ingredients, like a pine tree, it's pinalol. Um, and they were starting to see that they have their own possible medicinal benefits to them. So overall, I like the idea of a full spectrum. Let's take it as a plant. Let's take it as a it's been created. Now, one thing that is kind of interesting about isolates is I don't know how long they're going to be out there. And the reason is there is a prescription FDA approved drug called Epidiolex, which is used for two different types of childhood seizures. Um, and that is an isolate. So in effect, if you're, you know, doing an isolate could be like you're actually making a copy of an FDA approved branded drug, which is illegal. So they're protected on that one. Another question I get is what dosage would you recommend? There's a couple ways to look at this. I'm going to give you two. Um, there's some products that might be like a healthy dose, a good dose, a robust dose, like a 25 milligram capsule of CBD. And you can go with that and that might work great. I feel that might be overkill for most people. Um, I see people on average between 5 and 15, 5 and 20 milligrams. So I do subscribe to the philosophy unless I see someone with maybe some major rheumatoid arthritis, some, some major issues that are more chronic. Will I say, you know what, let's go with this 25 milligram dose. So otherwise, I'll say, let's go start low and work our way up to see what we need. And then we can just taper up and see where our dose might be. So there's no one dosage for everyone. There's no one dosage for every condition. It's unique. Everyone's unique. Everyone's unique on how their endocannabinoid system might be impaired and what they might need as far as how they might metabolize. Um, And the metabolism and really what could be related to that is even their genetic profile, if they have any mutations, can affect drug testing as well. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, another question, how can you verify quality? That is an excellent, excellent question because there's a lot of junk CBD in the market, to be truthful. There's been enough studies showing that there's dangerous products, dangerous ingredients in some products out there. Um, as I mentioned, the not, some products may say no THC and they have THC. Some products might have no CBD or six times the amount that they say. Um, there can be pesticides. 
um, and a whole host of things that can be dangerous in these products. So we want a clean product. So you want to go with a reputable company, um, a reputable company that will share with you their certificate of analysis that comes from an outside lab, a third-party lab. They're not testing it within themselves. And it is unique to that lot. So it's specific to that lot because there's plenty, been plenty of instances where companies have handed out certificate certificate of analysis which was done on lots many times ago and they could be getting different batches of hemp coming in in that time so it needs to be up to date with each and every one so i yesterday was interesting it was an old friend from high school contacted me and he was asking about it and just the, the long short of the story he's in about six months he's getting ready to retire being a cop and you know pension and stuff but he found cbd's helping him a lot for his sleep um and also his inflammation so he said the product was thc free and i said well how do we know he sent me a picture of it and nowhere did it say it it turns out the guy that sold it to him said it was so chances are there was some thc in there god forbid he was to run a test right now and test positive because that's career like stuff right so I called the company because I was kind of curious. I looked at the website, pretty janky website. There was something that said um, a button that talked about um, like certificate, certificate of analysis or whatever it might be. I pushed on it, nothing happened. So I called them. I posed the question. The gal that answered the phone, it was like I was talking a different language. So she said, let me get one of our technicians or let's get Ryan our technician or something like that. And then it went to a voicemail, which you might believe never called me back. So it is really important to go with a reputable company where you're going to be able to get this stuff. And I'm not sitting here to promote product lines, but there's a lot of good lines out there that you can rely on. You can reach out to me at functionalpharmacyg at gmail if you have any questions in regards to that. Um, are there drug interactions? Yeah, um, kind of. So there's two contraindications and that's clobazam and valproic acid. Now, most of the drug interaction research we have on CBD has been done from Epidiolox, which is the FDA-approved drug, which the doses are so super high. So for instance, a 100-pound child could take up to like 950 milligrams max dose for their seizures, which as I said, even adults, I see on average 5 to 15, 5 to 20 milligrams. So when you see these high doses, this is where they've kind of suppressed enzyme pathways and we've had issues with that. Um, would I give it with warfarin no you know i wouldn't give it with any drug that has such a narrow therapeutic window uh, window would i give it with digoxin no uh-uh. now it can help make your blood sugar and some metabolic issues more efficient so if someone is on blood sugar lowering drugs i'm gonna tell them to monitor because their blood sugar might go lower same with blood pressure things like that so i think that's an important thing there's kind of a, a potentiation effect that i'd be looking for to make sure that they don't have you know their current therapy it's not augmented too much you know or they can balance it out that way or adjust um statin drugs will be some uh with the, the SIP pathways, there'll be some inhibitions, but generally in the larger doses. So I'll basically recommend that a patient will let their doctor know. Um, and we get a lot of doctors recommend people our way, uh, their patients to us. Um, and even with SSRIs and certain antidepressant drugs, I'm not concerned about like serotonin, uh, serotonergic syndrome, although I will caution and warn that if someone's on those drugs that it might add to lightheadedness or dizziness because I've seen that happen. 
how does CBD work? This is a great question. So basically what we're talking about is the endocannabinoid system. And this is a system that's like 500 million years old. And we've only just discovered it in the mid nineties. It's an all vertebrae species. Um, and we're just at the tip of the iceberg on what we're learning, but you can break it down into three basic areas. We've got endogenous cannabinoids in our system, natural cannabinoids known as anandamide, which comes from ananda, right? The Sanskrit term that means bliss or joy. And we also have something known as 2-AG, 2-arachidonoglycerol. So these are the natural ones we have in our body that float around. We have receptors, CB1 and CB2. CB1 receptors are primarily through our central nervous system. They're throughout the whole body, but highly concentrated in the CNS, central nervous system, where CB2 receptors, once again, through the whole body, but most of their concentration is through our periphery, our digestive system, areas like that. Now we have enzymes too. So what happens with CBD, or I should say the natural order is basically our body might have, say, an, excited nor an excitatory neurotransmitter that comes its way, histamine, norepinephrine, anything like that. So it's going to kick out these endogenous cannabinoids, the 2-AG or the anandamide. So then when it sees there's enough levels, it's going to shut down these excitatory neurotransmitters to calm things down. This is just an one of the examples of how it works. And then when the body sees we've had enough, it's going to send out these enzymes, FAAH and MAGL, which is basically going to break down and stop the release of our 2-AG and our anandamide cannabinoids, the endogenous cannabinoids. And that's how the cycle works. Now, when you take CBD, contrary to what a lot of people believe, people think they'll step on CB1 or CB2 receptors, which isn't the case. THC will stimulate or be an agonist for CB1 receptors. But what CBD does, it inhibits the enzymes from breaking down our body's natural endocannabinoids. So it allows our anandamide and 2-AG to float around more. So it's kind of interesting, right? Um, in addition, you know, I talked about terpenes. There is one known as caryophyllin that actually does have a direct affinity on CB2 receptors, which helps with inflammation and immune issues. And CBD does have an, a competitive inhibition at the CB1 receptors with marijuana. And that's why it can actually help with the side effects like the psychosis and stuff with THC and like the rapid mind thinking and stuff like that. It can actually lower the side effects, which is kind of interesting. So I think those are the main questions. Oh, I've also been asked further education. Well, I alluded to this in the beginning. If you want to know more about CBD, if you want to become the obvious expert, if you want to be able to reach out to me and ask at any time, go over to functionalpharmacy.com and you'll see the button to be a cannabis clinician. And I invite you to check it out. It's a great course I put together, uh, 60 day money back guarantee. Uh, it's only $97 for the year. And this is an evergreen course. I'm constantly adding new stuff to it. So, hey, thanks for tuning in. Rob Crest, Functional Pharmacist, functionalpharmacyradio.com. Have a great day.